Hello and welcome to Talking About Our Beautiful Savior podcast number 66. Ooh. Ray Nitschke, Packers Great. I have oh. his autograph somewhere in our house. Really? Yes. I was thinking of Route 66. Get your Route kicks. 66? Get your kicks on Route 66. That also works. But Ray Nitschke, I think more people know him. Probably. Yep, I got his <laughs> autograph in... Northridge Mall when I was probably 11 years old. Did he make eye contact with you? He did. He was very nice to me. <gasps> wow. Yeah, Nitschke. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm Pastor Alex Groth. And I'm... The owner. Quiet, please. The <laughs> owner of the Nitschke autograph. And you are? Seth, Mr. Carrie Girls. Who does not own a nope. Nitschke. Did you Have you ever gotten an autograph of someone famous? Um, Hi, Melville. I never... I never feel like asking... I just want to, like, appreciate them from afar. What's one famous person you've met? None. Um, well, lots of band yeah. members. Okay. Like, non-musician. Can you think of anyone? Have you ever met a famous athlete? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Well, that was anticlimactic. Can you make one up? Quick, make up. Who's yeah. the most famous athlete you've ever met? Antetokounmpo Neal. <laughs> Giannis. Yeah, I met Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, he was Milwaukee super Bucks friendly. Super sure, Greek freak. Yep, he was really nice. Okay, we don't have a Sunday school lesson, so to speak. We're doing an intergenerational study this Sunday. So for the third week in a row, we'll do something different for the Sunday school portion of the podcast. We're going to do New Year's resolutions. Uh, not your typical New Year's resolution like, you know, work out more or something like that, eat healthier, although those are great resolutions if you want them, but more spiritual New Year's resolutions for families or individuals. So I, I wrote five here. Yeah. So the first one would be dinner devotions, a priority. I think uh, dinner is probably a time that most, ideally most families are together, mm -hmm. right? Or if, if you are not thinking of devotions in, in context of a family, you know, maybe dinner time is the time when you were like, you're kind of done with your day, mm -hmm. your work day, maybe winding down. So dinner is a good opportunity to, to kind of think through, okay, what am I going to do for devotion tonight? Yeah. Dinner devotions, I think, are just to be honest, our family has been hit or miss with mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Um, we go on really good stretches where we'll read a devotion every night after dinner. And then I think December was just so busy and I was gone a lot for dinner. I think you guys probably did devotion without me a decent amount. Yeah, but. we, and what I, I really like just, um, you know, we, we sometimes have like a system and like, you know, we use a devotional book or whatever, but then sometimes we'll just like practice memory work and mm -hmm. then talk about it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like that. So it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be locked into a right. certain format that you maybe, maybe that helps keep it kind of fresh for you if you're mm -hmm. not, I mean, if you, routine sometimes can be really healthy, mm -hmm. but sometimes routine also leads to lack of focus because it's like, okay, we're just doing this thing that we do Always every, do. every yeah. day at this time. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do, finding something that works for you. Our church provides uh, devotions based on the coming readings each week. So if that works for you or some sort of email devotional, I think we, as a faculty, we, every Monday through Friday, we read through the Wells devotion of the week in the morning before school starts or a book. Yeah. So that's my number one. Uh, two is highs and lows. We've done that on and off too, as a family, which is really simple. You know, what's the best thing that happened to you or best things, plural, or mm -hmm. and what's kind of the, the, hardest. the hardest thing that happened to you today, yeah. which is a good way to encourage um, kids to kind of open up a little bit. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always work, but I mean, I think 
every day I ask, every day that I bring the boys home, I ask, how was school? And I hear, it was good. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, tell me something that happened. They're like, well, we don't remember. And there's just nothing. So the highs and lows thing kind of helps right. give framework to that. Tell me something that made you laugh today. Tell me something yep. that made you think, okay, I wish this wasn't this way. Mm-hmm. And then it, you put it in context of, okay, that's a blessing or a challenge or something to you know, pray for God's forgiveness for or pray that God helps this person through this thing. So highs and lows is just a simple way. And that doesn't, that doesn't just need to be for kids. I think as adults, we probably get used to minimizing our lows and not mm-hmm. talking about them. Or maybe we obsess over things that aren't really the lowest point of our day. Yeah, that's true. Obsess over annoyances as opposed to, you know, what's really making me sad right. or frustrated. Yeah, and vocalizing it often is like either, you know, like you're halfway to solving it or you've already solved it mm-hmm. just by vocalizing. Um, and that also it really cultivates mindfulness and um, gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, the highs part, of, a lot of times the best parts of our day, we're maybe happy in the moment, but we don't reflect on them later. You right. know, it's just like a blessing enjoyed in the moment and then forgotten. Yeah. So reflecting on the best parts of your day allow you to go back and thank God for that and see how it impacted other things or the people in your life. Mm-hmm. Third one is praying for each other, praying each other for each other out loud. Um, Liam has really gotten into this. Yes. So we've been... He only prays for you, though. <laughs> he doesn't pray for me. <laughs> that is true. We need to encourage that. But, I mean, it's mostly... I mean, so his prayers for me typically... So we'll, we'll it'll be at the end of dinner devotion, uh-huh. and he'll pray for me, like, having a safe trip back to church my five minute trip you know which is nice (laughs) for him or he'll pray that i have enough energy for whatever class or teen group that i have that night which is super nice and then he always prays that we get to go to heaven yep Yep. please god make it so we can go to heaven (laughs) is the the terminal or the verbiage he uses which i like yeah praying for each other out loud i think um, do you think um is praying for each other out loud ever awkward so i think it depends on the relationship you have with each other I think, um, like, as a family, you know, it might be, like, awkward in some ways, but, mm-hmm. like, as you do it, you know, it gets, it's just more, I don't know, like, we did it as a faculty, and it was, like, stunning. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just was so But it was so weird powerful. first, wasn't it? Um, for you. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me. I, I mean, know. I think that that's the point I was trying to get at, is, like, sometimes praying for someone out loud, I mean, how often do you tell someone, like, okay, I'm praying for you, you know, right. like, and you mean it, but... To pray for someone out loud while they're listening right. is can feel very intimate. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And it might be awkward the first couple times you do it, but mm-hmm. eventually, yeah, it just becomes the norm. Yep. Number four, one thing you lo- took from the worship service. I think this especially applies to families with younger kids. Because I think, so our church, unlike a lot of churches today, has kids stay in the sanctuary. For the whole worship service. We don't have children's church. There's nothing necessarily wrong with children's church at all. I mean, I should take out that qualifier necessarily. Like if you want to do Sunday school during church, that's that's okay. But at our church, we think it's really important for people of all ages to worship together and to learn learn through those things, learn, learn about the worship service together, uh, which means sometimes church is a little loud, a little rowdy, and that's okay. I mean, I, I kind of tune it out by this point. But is your average preschool or kindergartner going to take a ton from the worship service? Nope. Maybe one thing. Maybe one thing. So that's why I think like just breaking it down to one thing. Yeah. Helping your preschool or kindergartner think, okay, one thing you heard in a song, a hymn, 
one illustration the pastor or vicar used in their sermon, just one thing you heard about in the prayers, just taking one thing away from the worship service yeah. is a, a decent goal. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth one, I think, is for adults. One theological book I'd like to read by 2025. Nice. So a full year. Um, not everyone loves reading, which is fine. And not everyone loves reading deeper theological books, which is fine too. But just to have a whole year to do, to find some book mm-hmm. on, online. You know, it's easier than ever probably in all of human history to yeah. read a book. Yeah. And I'm including in this like, you know, on a Kindle. I think Kindle's still a thing. Yeah. Okay. So on a Kindle or an audio book, you could listen to a book. Although you watched yesterday oh, as I went through 42 yeah. pages of the local library's audiobooks and found nothing I wanted to listen well, to. Well, I, I like to um, search for audiobooks. And, like, I, you know, I really would love it if our Wells Synod would have some audiobooks of their... Because mm-hmm. their doctrinal books are fantastic. Yeah. But I, I just... Uh, I like the thought of reading. Mm-hmm. But reading is, you know... Yeah, so to have one, by the end of 2024, to have one book that you, you read or listened to, mm-hmm. I think is, is a decent goal. What's your what's yours? I don't have a specific one in mind. I've got a stack, honestly, for like, on my, well, it used to be on my desk until I moved it to my bookshelf because it was making me feel too guilty, <laughs> but a stack of like six books that I want to read, and there's always a reason not to read them. Mm-hmm. I want to read them. I really do. It's not a matter of like desire. Are there Insta reasons? Not to read Instagram? Oh, <laughs> are you calling me out for my Instagram use? Yeah, probably I, there's points where I could be reading a book instead of looking at Instagram, but who's going to send you funny dog memes? That's if true. I, don't do I would never get a single funny dog meme that I, I don't I send you dog, dog memes and then I have to tell you to look them up. <laughs> They're always with To it. open up your... Um, I... So my mom is currently reading The Narrow Lutheran Middle. Okay. Is that what it's called? Yeah. By mm-hmm. George Lander. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of intrigued by that. I should read that. Yeah. Uh, the book club is about to read in a few weeks, start reading uh, Emotions in the Gospel, which Emotions I'm looking... Yeah, I'm looking wow. forward to. So I think so much of American Christianity, American Christianity today focuses on like, if your emotions tell you something, it can't be wrong. Right. And this book is good at like celebrating the emotions that God has given us as human beings, but also not trusting those above God's right. word. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, just side note, if you are interested in book club, you can join. Like there's, there's no rules. There's no rules yeah. about being in book club or not. The first rule of book club is we do not talk <laughs> about book club, which Carrie just broke, <laughs> but she's not in book club. I'm not in book club. <laughs> so she can break it all she wants. We need an audio book club for People like me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is not a bad idea. Oh, my goodness. Audio book club. I already have the book. Let's do it. All right. We're going to look at two of our readings for this coming Sunday, uh, like we usually do. One is from First Kings 8, and it's an interesting one. Uh, the theme for this weekend is, so we're in our Good News of Great Joy series, which comes from the angel's words in Luke 2. And the focus for this Sunday is peace on earth. So 1 Kings 8 says this, The priests then brought the Ark of the Lord's Covenant to its place in the inner sanctuary of the temple, the most holy place, and put it beneath the wings of the cherubim. The cherubim spread their wings over the place of the Ark and overshadowed the Ark and its carrying poles. These poles were so long that their ends could be seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but not from outside the holy place, and they are still there today at the time of you know the writing. 
There was nothing in the ark except the two stone tablets that Moses had placed in it at Horeb, where the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites after they came out of Egypt. So we'll just stop there for a second. So it's it's just Solomon is has constructed the temple that King David had wanted to build. And God told him, no, you're, you're not doing that. So now Solomon has actually built it. And we're just reading the parts where essentially where they put the Ark of the Covenant in there. You know, they've been carrying the Ark of the Covenant since, you know, the book of Exodus wandered through the wilderness. So they've, I think Solomon would typically think of being like 990, 980 B.C., uh, so they've been having the Ark of the Covenant with them for about 400 years at this point, and it's being placed inside uh, the sanctuary. Uh, interesting, too, that we just started watching Raiders of the Lost yes, Ark. Yes, I've never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, Yeah, we decided to watch Indiana Jones movies, mm-hmm. which is important it's for you, the listener, to know. So great. And, I love yeah, it. So we started Raiders of the Lost Ark the last two nights. Uh, the reality of, of having two foster <laughs> children is now that we watch any movie. Ten like, minute four, increments. Four or five nights, <laughs> ten increment, ten minute increments until, until one, one of us, of us is like, asleep. all right, I'm asleep. Time to go to, go to bed. So, but, you know, the this amazing, I don't know, artifact? Yeah. I guess we call it artifact if yeah. we're talking like Indiana Jones narrative. or um, But, I mean, for them, it was just part of the their worship space. Yeah. You have this thing that represents God's presence, and it's being placed in its, you know, final home. We're mm-hmm. in, the, in the sanctuary here. And, you know, in it is the two stone tablets of the Ten Commandments. So that's 400 years. Wow. They've carried these two stone tablets. Uh at one point it had, I think Joseph's bones were carried in there, but Joseph's bones they had taken to the promised land and buried them there. Mm-hmm. There was also a staff, Aaron's staff that had budded was in there, yeah. but that's not mentioned With now. With some manna. And some manna was in there mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so those those things aren't in there at this point, but it's just the, the two stone tablets. Wow. It says, when the priests withdrew from the holy place, the cloud filled the temple of the Lord, and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Solomon said, The Lord has said he would dwell in a dark cloud. I have indeed built a magnificent temple for you, a place for you to dwell forever. So I think the the point of including this reading on a Sunday about peace is just God's yeah. position among the people. He's, He's taking his place mm-hmm. in the temple and God is, is visibly there through mm-hmm. this this cloud. Um, and it's he's his soul fills the temple. The priests can't even go in there and perform their duties, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. So God is visibly among his people, and therefore they can have peace. Peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be very interesting, I think, to have God visibly present in our worship services. Yeah. I know that we, you know, the the closest we get is probably. Um, I think music. Well, music. When, but I was gonna. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. Just like when you the words of scripture combined with like the beautiful you know Mm -hmm. instrumental or talented voices like it's it it does it does like convey something that just words can't convey yeah that's true i was thinking more of communion and just the visible gospel jesus body and blood but that's not this obviously this isn't you know god god coming and filling the space in a tangible way yeah it just is very very powerful but at the same time, you know, we don't we don't need that. We know that when we come to meet God in worship, He is there, and mm-hmm. He's going to bless it in a special way. Anything else there about um, about the section First Kings eight? No, uh, Melville's being a little distracted right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe just one last thing. I mean, un- unfortunately, the Ark of the Covenant got 
uh, taken away or taken away at one point yeah. by their enemies, by the Philistines, and they almost begin to think of the Ark as like a a talisman or a good luck charm, as yeah. opposed to like you know this promise that God is with them. So, right. but at least for now, we kind of leave them in a good place where you know they understand God is with them and is there to bless them mm-hmm. until it's found in Cairo in 1936 by Indiana Jones and Salah. <laughs> All right, Colossians 3. We're going to do the gospel today the, because uh, the gospel for Sunday is one we just did for Sunday school, uh, Simeon and Anna in mm-hmm. the temple meeting Jesus. So we'll just finish with our Colossians 3 reading. And Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. Forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So did you catch what the metaphor was there for all these? Um, clothing. Yeah. Clothe yeah. yourselves with these things, which I've, I've seen some kind of uh, interesting, like, I don't know. Interpretation. Wor- graphic pictures, yeah. yeah, of this, where it's like, you know, the, these words, literally compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience are like mm. crafted into like almost fabric mm-hmm. that someone's being is putting on yeah which is i really like that you know clothe yourselves with these things and why because it it like oh sorry i'm i'm cutting you off but just like it's like you're not willing it to like happen within yourself Mm -hmm. you're putting it on right i mean because he's saying that it's tied with being god's chosen people holy and dearly loved so this isn't something you can just pull out of your closet and put on because you bought it for yourself but Paul is connecting it to your status. You are God's chosen people. You are holy. You are dearly loved. Therefore, you can put on these mm-hmm. wonderful clothes. Bear with each other. Forgive one another. So all these things we want we want to demonstrate. I want to be kind to people. I don't want to be prideful. I want to be gentle, patient. If someone is struggling, I want to be compassionate to them. This mm-hmm. is a good you know, New Year's resolution. Yeah. Uh, so much. Of, so many of our New Year's resolutions have to do with like bettering ourselves for the sake of ourselves, which is, a, yeah, not necessarily bad. Right. But here's one that is entirely about how I treat other people. And yeah. it really comes from focusing on what God has already done for me. I'm not saying in 2024, I'm going to be a better person. But really, maybe the best way to phrase this is in 2024, I'm going to recognize who I am in God. Yeah. And I'm going to simply be who I am. Yeah, I'm going to be me. Because I think whenever you and I, so you flip these around, what's the opposite of compassion? You know, probably like uncaring, mm-hmm. selfishness, pride, you know, just kind greed. of rudeness, yeah. greed, impatience, all those things. Whenever I do that, I'm being an imposter. That's not who I am. Right. I mean, that's so out of keeping with what God has made me to right. be. So in 2024, God, help me stop being fake and yeah. stop being the person you've baptized me to be, right. which is help me put on the clothes you got for me. God got us clothes for mm-hmm. Christmas, which is not dull. It's exciting. God, help Very. me just put the clothes on. And then, I mean, verse 15 is why this next verse is why it's included on the Sunday. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as nice. members of one body you were called to peace. You know, that's... Yeah. Members of a church, God calls us to be pe- at peace with each other, mm-hmm. not necessarily agree and everything. The peace of God. Yeah. Um, I think that's, it's something our, I feel like our church understands pretty well. Um, maybe we don't always demonstrate that perfectly, but peace doesn't mean you agree in everything. Right. Right. And I think in our culture, we've we've lost that sense of like being able to disagree and still be 
friends and for like being truly friends like mm-hmm. love yeah lo- really like love if we disagree yeah. on something we are automatically enemies enemies mm-hmm. as opposed to no i can disagree with people that i love and be okay with them mm-hmm. that's that's an a human thing right so yeah let the peace of christ rule in your heart so i love the people at our church they love me you know we were gonna do things together we might not always agree on how it's done but at the end of the day we're always gonna have peace together right yeah. And then he, he goes on to talk about worship. And when I'm using this, this section on Sunday in New Carlisle, the vacancy church, to talk about worship. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. So one of the things I'm going to talk about on, on Sunday in, in uh, at our peace of our Savior is just we don't, in church, we don't talk a lot, right? I mean, it's not like, there's not a lot of conversation that goes on. Mm-hmm. And if there is conversation between two people during a worship service, like... It's a mom hushing her child. Yeah, usually it's a kid that's being, like, <laughs> reprimanded for talking during church. But according to Paul and Colossians 3, like, we're talking all the time. Like, mm-hmm. anytime we're singing, we're talking. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. anytime we're confessing our faith, confessing our sins, it's a conversation that's going on among everybody there. Um... I wrote on social media on Christmas Day, I think it was, that I had to take some verses off of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Uh-huh. It was just, um, I don't know, there's a lot of people going through hard things at our church, and we, we lost um, someone that you and I both care about yeah. a lot a couple of days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just the some of those words in O Come, O Come, Emmanuel that in Jesus come and overcome death and, and just the power of that. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't sing. It was too much. And yeah. so just to like be quiet, I think I, I probably didn't sing for like two and a half verses because mm-hmm. it was too much, but just to sit and think about, you know, listen to the rest of the, my church family sing yeah. was really powerful. Yeah. And so at that point they were saying something to me, right. you know, not literally, right. but I still was listening to a conversation that was going on about God's promises. Mm-hmm. And that was Being very, encouraged. very helpful in yeah. that moment. So we do talk in church. We we talk all the time. It just takes the form of prayers and non-verbal, confession. Um, just like the being together and doing. Yeah, but but verbal too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's yeah. the it's the what we say, the creeds. what we mm-hmm. say together in songs and in creeds and prayers. And then Paul finishes. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So, just a final encouragement to whatever we do, be thinking about how it represents god yeah well and just like how it can it can bring him to others Mm -hmm. yeah that we whatever we do um whatever we however we choose to spend our day the way we speak it it reflects on god one way or the other Mm -hmm. well and i always because i always uh like really thought about that a lot when i was a kid like glorify god because i'm like i like i'm supposed to like you know, sing glory, glory, hallelujah. Like, but really, what does it mean to glorify someone or something? It means like to lift it up, mm-hmm. to like show it off. Yeah. And so, like, everything I do, I want it to lift like him as, mm-hmm. you know, put a spotlight the on the one, him. right? Spotlight yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, our hymn is God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, which has just been kind of a traditional Christmas hymn for a while. Now it's actually in our new hymnal. So you want to read the first verse of that? Yeah, I have to pull it up first. Okay. God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. 
to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. I mean, it's uh, one I think you hear a lot growing up. And just the that phrase, save us all from Satan's power, you know, to tie Christmas to the devil's work yeah. and overthrowing it, I think is great. It, it takes it from being Christmas is kind of like this fuzzy thing, which it is. Right. I mean, Christmas is like this warm, fuzzy thing. But it's also until like until it's not for you. Yeah, yeah, until it's not. But it's also like a mm. dare, daring rescue from right. sin, death, and the devil. So, um, but nothing you dismay. We don't often think like Christmas. We don't think about the stuff that troubles us. But yeah, for many people, Christmas is a very troubling time. Right. Um, it reminded of people they missed or the troubles in their life and. Uh, the hymn writer saying, yeah, don't let anything bother you. Because remember, Jesus was born and he came here to save us all from Satan's power. So it pulls the the curtain back on yeah. Christmas mm-hmm. and shows us what Christmas really is. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a, a, a search and rescue mission. Yeah. All right. Final question. How do you extend the joy of Christmas? Do you want to go first or second? Um, I'll go second. You can go first. Okay. Um, there is sometimes a letdown. I think as a pastor, I think I've talked about this before, but more with um, more after Holy Week, yeah, at Christmas too, uh, when you you build up for Advent. Mm-hmm. So really, from Thanksgiving on, we've been like kind of going all out with special services midweek. You know, we've mm-hmm. had extra Christmas services for like Sunday school Christmas and preschool kindergarten, and then our first eighth grade, which all mm-hmm. all these kids and teachers did a great job, and you just kind of build up to this crescendo on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then, you know, for me as a pastor, like, then it's done. Yeah. And I always slept, like, two hours on Christmas Day, <laughs> which was nice. Three. Three, I counted. Okay, three hours on Christmas Day, <laughs> sure. And then it's, the 26 happens, and it's like, okay, now what? Right. You know, like, because the last yeah. month of your life has really been dedicated toward these, you know, a couple of special this. services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, like, what are you supposed to do with yourself? Mm-hmm. And I think... Bask in the joy. Yeah, bask in the joy. But I, I th- just... To go back to work, you know, I, right. this year we didn't, we didn't go anywhere. Um, we just stayed here, which mm-hmm. wasn't bad. And I just went back to work and it, I think some years that's really like, I've, I've had to be like, I need to, I need to be away for a while. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like I'm going to like go a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. And this year it was kind of nice just to go back yeah. to work because yeah. it was like, there's so much good stuff to do. Right. You know, I've, we've got. On on Sunday, we're doing this intergenerational study, and then I'm going up to Peace of Our Savior to preach for their New Year's you know Eve service, and it's like it's all good stuff, right? And so much ministry. Yeah, and I, I I really like it. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to get back to it and and talk about the world doesn't end. You know, the church year doesn't. We're really just at the start of the church year, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're only a month in. We're right. building toward Epiphany now. Then we'll build toward Transfiguration, and then we'll build toward Good Friday and Easter, and it just it, it goes on and on until Jesus comes back. And yeah. that is, instead of being sort of like, well, when is it over? Like, What's it's very encouraging. Thing? Yeah, like, it's the next it's, thing coming. It's coming. So you, mm-hmm. to extend the joy of Christmas for me is just to think every time we gather for worship, whether it's for in Cincinnati here or New Carlisle, we get to talk about Jesus, and mm-hmm. that's. That's great, whether right. it's Christmas or not. Yeah, yeah. What's your answer? Um, I mean, just like, you know, when you think about Christmas, you think of just like, people are just nicer to each other, you know, like on Christmas, typically. Mm-hmm. Like, I I 
probably would have gotten an angry look when I was driving the van. Like, I don't know what day it was because the windshield wipers kept going and, like, my turn signal wasn't working. Mm -hmm. So, but it was Christmas, so nobody looked at me like they were mad. Um, But anyway, why do they do that? Like, well, because, you know, the joy of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, as Christians, like, that's, that, that joy is, like, ever present. Like, we have... Like the peace in our heart that rules, mm-hmm. you know, peace that rules our hearts and that joy is just constant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, it's not a December 25th thing. Right. It's All during time. Advent we were celebrating it and now mm-hmm. we celebrate it still. Yeah. All right. Any to close, any New Year's Eve memories? Oh, memories. Oh, yeah. Well, when I was in eighth grade, I did not know that Silly Putty. Or no, what is it called? Silly string? Yeah, silly string. Okay. I did not know that it stained things, and I had a lot of silly string, and I sprayed it everywhere over my house, and there was a lot of stains. Oh, so that's like They're a negative, today. negative memory. No, it's it's fond. It reminds me of Kimberly. <laughs> it's, it stained our floor. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I could top that. That is quite the New Year's Eve memory. I can top it. So I think when I was, I want to say I was like fifth or sixth grade, mm-hmm. I asked my parents if we could stay up till, if I could stay up till midnight to celebrate New Year's mm-hmm. Eve. And they were like, sure. And I was like stunned. Like, whoa, okay. I was not <laughs> expecting that. I don't know what the plan is now. And it was a Friday. And growing up, um, Friday night TV, TGIF, um, where it'd be Family Matters, Step by Step. Uh, Full House and Boy Meets World, I think, was the lineup at one point. And so we got to the end of TJF. It was 9 o'clock. And now it was like 2020 was on. And I was like, okay, this is uncharted uncharted territory. (laughs) Like, what do we do now? You know, the good shows are over now. It's like this news magazine is on. And, yeah, I fell asleep pretty quickly in 2020. And, um woke up the next morning in my bed like not sure how i got there um my you know, dad had carried me there but i was like the excitement of staying up to midnight was quickly dampened by hugh downs in 2020 so that's my new year's Eve memory oh cool all right well it's our last show 2023 we'll see you 20, in, see you next year 24. oh boy